Get ready for your daily dose of marketing strategies and tactics from entrepreneurs with the guile and experience to help you find success in any marketing capacity. You're listening to Marketing School with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. All right, Marketing School listeners have a special message from our sponsor, DreamHost. If you want to rank higher on Google, you want to make sure your website loads super fast. Check out DreamHost. Not only is their solution super affordable, it'll make your website load faster and they have amazing tools and support for your business to ensure that you grow and succeed. All right, everybody, it's time for another episode of Marketing School. I'm your host, Eric Sue, And I'm Neil Patel. And today we're going to be talking about our biggest marketing failures. Neil, failures are what make us move forward. So what is one of your biggest marketing failures? I remember when I started getting into email marketing, I did something in which every time someone subscribed to my list, I would always email them out when I had a new blog post. And I continually did this for like years and I never scrubbed my list. It's one of the biggest mistakes I ever made because to recover from it, it was a pain in the butt in which so many people weren't opening up my email. Gmail and some of the email providers saw that, hey, most people don't open up this email. It's probably spam. Even though a lot of people were not marking it as spam and the percentage was low, but due to the fact that the open rate was so bad, eventually, most of my emails, if not all of them, were showing up in people's spam boxes. And the lesson I learned from that is don't send someone five, 10 emails if they're not opening any of your emails up. Most email providers have a setting in there in which you can scrub your list. So after three, four, or five emails, someone doesn't open up any of them, it stops emailing them altogether and it moves them into a separate list. So yes, if you want to do a reactivation campaign and try to get them back on board, you could try sending them like a personalized email to see if that helps. But in general, you don't want to keep sending people emails if they don't open it, because if you do that in too high of a percentage, you'll find that most of your emails will start going into people's spam box. That's a great one. I'm going to talk about how when I was at a startup, there was a company called, and this is an online education startup. Uh, there was a company that, or an organization that just popped up called Code.org, and this was an organization that basically uh, was backed by uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, and you have some MBA stars too. I think Chris Bosch is also, he, he knows how to code too. So a bunch of these people talk about the importance of coding, and it was this big movement. And I, my plan was to ride the wave of, of, of press because, you know, a lot of people were talking about how, you know, this, this new Code.org organization was, um, was big. So we wanted to ride that wave because we were one of the, the leading coding schools out there. And what happened was I actually ended up bidding on that keyword in using YouTube advertising. And, well, by the way, our, our site was actually featured on their front page. So we were getting a lot of traffic coming from it. So I was like, okay, we need, really need to capitalize this. We need to ride the wave. So whoever's searching for Code.org and YouTube, well, we're going to have our video pop up first. And we're basically gonna gonna take their place. Um, and what happened afterwards was um, we were actually removed from their homepage. And you know, one of their co-founders reached out, and their co-founder, I, I believe, was a was was a well-known entrepreneur and also a, a venture capitalist as well, reaching out saying, "Hey, like, I don't appreciate you guys doing this. Like, you know, as of now, we're gonna take you off." And that, you know, I was copied on that. Uh, our <laughs> our um, one of our lead uh, venture backers was copied on it too. 
and you know we just lost out on that traffic. So the lesson there is, you know, don't try to take on or, or capitalize on every single opportunity out there. I mean, you know, this they were gracious enough to put us on there, um, and also you know be be more vigilant, you know, when you're doing something like this because for us, you know, um, when you're bidding on certain keywords inside of uh, Google AdWords. You have, to, you have to pay attention to what the actual ad looks like because for us, you know, the ad actually looked a little weird. So they, they cited us for that. Um, you have to have the attention to details to make sure that your ad is saying the right thing at the right time. Another big mistake that I've made is I never focus on branding early on my career. Nowadays, I focus on branding more than any other marketing technique out there. But when I first started off, I was just like, oh, all that matters is, you know, you build up a big social media presence and you just rank everywhere on Google and that's all that matters. The data is in the numbers. If the numbers don't show it and you can't calculate an ROI, it's not worth doing. But think of it this way. When you think about cars, do you Google buy cars or cars? You already know, hey, I want an SUV. I'm thinking either BMW or Toyota or Mercedes. These are brands. These brands have built their name up for so many years and they're so powerful that you already know that, hey, if I have a car, I'm dreaming about getting a Mercedes or a BMW or a Porsche or a Ferrari or whatever it may be, right? Or when you think about credit cards, you don't always Google, hey, what's the best credit card? You're like, oh, let me get an American Express. I see their commercials everywhere. Let me get a Chase Sapphire card. Again, I'm seeing their commercials everywhere on TV. Now, this doesn't mean that you need to be doing TV advertising. But when consumers buy something, it doesn't matter if it's in the B2B world or B2C, branding is what's usually on people's top of mind. How do you get there? And that is through branding. So whether it's magazine articles, press, SEO, social media, all these things affect your branding. And you want people to continually know who you are so you stay top of mind. And if you don't focus on that, in the long run, the company who does invest in branding will eventually take you over, assuming they also have a good product or service. I love that. We should totally do an episode on branding. So going back to that online education startup, there was another opportunity we had, and this was working with Noah Kagan's company, AppSumo. Uh, and you know what they basically do is they'll take your product and they might offer a discount to their entire email list. Now, their email list has over 700,000 people that are interested in, well, cool applications. And, you know, we, we had something that we, you know, that we, we thought would resonate with the audience. So, you know, we worked out a deal there where we basically give people half off of our original price. Now, what happened was the first day that it launched, it was an incredible success. I mean, you know, I remember talking to Noah, I think a month or two ago, and, um, you know, we're just sitting there chatting and he said, well, that was, you know, probably our, our biggest win. And, um, yeah, it was a six figure day for AppSumo. And well, what happened was, Hey, even though like the revenues came in, I put on a ton of stress on the entire company. So this is the marketing part was a win, but you know, it actually hurt the company because our support, we only had, you know, two, two people in, in customer support and they were inundated by, by requests and it actually slowed the entire company down. Um, and you know, basically, you know, the entire, uh, customer support team was, was mad at the marketing team. And basically, you know, when you cause a company to slow down like that, you know, for, for a couple of days or so, it's actually a net loss, even though you had that, that marketing win. So you got to pay attention. Like whenever you're doing these, these marketing things, look at everything. You have to take all these other departments into consideration as well, uh, and make sure that you're not affecting them in, in a negative way. Another thing that I always used to do is when I would start out companies, I would go after the channels that I already knew. In essence, like you know how people have comfort foods or clothes or you know uh, outfits that they wear on a regular basis? 
think of marketing that way in which I would just go back to the basics, like the stuff that I always knew, like the back of my hand, SEO, social media marketing, content marketing, etc. But if you look at some of the major players who have succeeded in our space, so for example, with Kissmetrics, one of our competitors did mobile before we did, and they had a freemium product. We had a better content marketing strategy. We had more traffic from an SEO perspective. We focused on building up a bigger brand. But I took some of those things for granted. And the big thing that I took for granted in that scenario was trends. So the trend was everyone's looking for freemium. Everyone's looking for mobile. If you aren't keeping up to date with where the industry is going, the different tactics that you can end up leveraging instead of just going back to your basics and what you know, eventually someone could just overtake you by being open to doing other things. So don't just get used to what you know. Be open to going outside of the box and getting out of your comfort zone when it comes to using different marketing tactics. And some may not be conventional. Using freemium at that time wasn't conventional. Going into mobile when everyone was focusing on web wasn't conventional. But that's a good marketing angle. It's like, oh, if we build a product for mobile, that's a whole new channel that we can market to. And I was like, well, the web is big enough. Think about how many companies have websites versus a mobile website. I was like, why focus on the mobile when everyone needs to fix their current website, right? My logic was really flawed. With that being said, we're out of time for this episode, so we'll see you in tomorrow's Marketing School. Stay tuned. This session of Marketing School has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe for more daily marketing strategies and tactics to help you find the success you've always dreamed of. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best daily content possible. We'll see you in class tomorrow right here on Marketing School.